Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, Sunny welcomes back to the show intuitive channel Stephanie Banks. And they'll be celebrating Earth Day with a conversation of importance of connecting to the Earth, how to do it, and we may even take some calls. So without further ado, I welcome your host for the day, Sunny Joy. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. I'm your host, Sunny Joy McMillan, and we are here every Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. KKNW, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. Those are found at 1150kknw.com. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. Um, And my website for housekeeping is goldenoversoul.com. That is goldenoversoul.com. So, Benny, good morning. How are you doing? Good day, Sunny. Big ol' hug to you and our planet. Absolutely. Right? She (laughs) needs it. Yes, she needs more than a hug. (laughs) (laughs) No, right? (laughs) Yes, and that's what we'll be talking about here today, some of the things we can do. Mm Um, anything else going on in your world? Well, just painting the house. That's about it. Ah, Pretty easy. Getting it ready for... Getting it ready? I haven't decided yet. Okay. Renting or selling, I don't know. If everyone knows or has been listening to me on the shows, like, I haven't really decided what to do with the house. I've been there for a while, but, I mean, rent's good for a lot of people coming back and going out and then also selling, you know? Yeah. And I have a place to stay, so that makes it even better. (laughs) Yeah. Afterwards. Are you able to stay where you're able to stay? Well, yeah, Auburn. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'll be driving a little more south. Okay. So my commuting will be a little longer. Uh, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. You and you and Chase can be commute buddies. Oh, yeah, that's he's right. Doing I guess from he's down. Sumner. Wow. That's, that's quite the haul. You guys got to go hit up Half Lion. What's Half Lion? I will tell you later. It's a great place to stop. Well, just inquiring listeners need to know. Okay, about it's a Half craft Lion beer location. Oh, it's okay. called Half Lion. There's two locations Half one Lion. in Sumner, and then there's another one in Kent. Oh, okay. There's oh. golf by the Kent one, too. Okay, well, Chase does like golf. So. We could do a whole, like, you know, couples thing if you'd like to. Oh, my gosh. Listen to oh. me. What's going on here? Okay, this was live on air. <laughs> you have heard it. I have been invited. What? No, we've, to... uh, Jessica and I have been together for a while. I know that, but I have yet to meet her and never received an invitation for a couple's outing. You've so been is... traveling. <laughs> okay, so okay. don't even put okay. that back on Okay, me. no, I'm just, I'm feeling very excited and Alessandra is going to be very jealous when mm. she hears of these things. She could Skype or Skype in, Zoom yeah. in or whatever. She'll come want. visit again. Right. So, she'll yep. Facebook in, whatever. Maybe she'll even bring her person. <gasps> it will be Yay. a triple outing. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm very excited by these things. Benny? Maybe Stephanie can join, too. Absolutely. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah, speaking of just which. Big party. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie, I'll read your bio in just a moment. But, <laughs> Stephanie, welcome back to Sunny in Seattle. <laughs> Thank you. And thank you, Benny, for the social invitation I was not expecting. You're quite welcome. (laughs) Well, you do make it up to Seattle from time Mm -hmm. to time, right, Stephanie? I am totally coming now. Yes. Yes. Bam. Lock the ticket in. Lock it in. Get those mileage. It's been a while, but it's always a treat to have you. Because, I mean, coming from Florida, I know that is quite the haul. So, Mm. anyway, we'll have to. Uh, get that in the work. Yeah, if you start now. Exactly. (laughs) Drive now. Right. (laughs) Well, I will go ahead and read your bio, Stephanie. I know you are a sunny in Seattle return guest, fan favorite, all of the above. Um, so uh, after serving in the healthcare industry as a hospital-based 
Bank-based speech-language pathologist for 20 years, Stephanie Banks realized that her intuitive gifts were calling loudly to her. She left the medical setting to pursue her soul's work as an intuitive channel and spiritual guide and coach and has not looked back. Stephanie serves clients around the globe who are seeking ways to expand their own intuitive gifts and learn to trust their inner voice of wisdom. She serves those who are seeking connections with loved ones and ancestors on the other side of the veil, as well as those who are seeking clarity in their career, professional life, relationships, life transitions, and many other areas in which life may have become confusing, chaotic, and uncertain. Her gifts allow her to connect with a client's higher self, other souls on the planet, souls on the other side, guides, animals, even trees, and very uh, special for today, Gaia. She trained under the mentorship of Sally Baldwin and Sonia Choquette. She's a favorite intuitive of Lynn Twist, who you may know as the author of The Soul of Money. And you can find out more about Stephanie um, and her work, her offerings, her writing, all of the above at soulinsight.com. That is soulinsight.com. Okay, Stephanie, welcome back. Uh, we've been talking about what a special day this is for a variety of reasons. Um, yeah, this today, this week particularly, carries a lot of impact. Um, yeah, so um, you were actually scheduled to come on at a different date, and I had a guest need to reschedule today, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to reach out to Stephanie and see if she wants to hop on a little bit sooner. And you were like, Earth Day? Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it, it's perfect. It's so divinely orchestrated. Yes, happy Earth Day, guys. This is such a special um day to honor our home my goodness and of course we would like to think that every day is earth day but we know better and we know that there's great need that our planet has for us and from us right now so it's such an important conversation to have and we can be in the joy and upliftment of our actions towards the earth and how we um, replenish her and how we think about the purchases that we make and the steps that we take and the ways we relate to all life around us. So this is my jam and thank you for having me. Yay. Well, I'm so honored and delighted and excited to have you back. Um, we always have good conversations. Um, so I will just say, because the, also earlier this week, you sent me, you know, Facebook, I, I'm so rarely on Facebook these days, but you sent me the little um, reminder that you received that um, this was our uh, five-year friend anniversary, I believe. Uh, was that right? Yes. Five years? Yes. <laughs> yeah, according to Facebook, right? Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. I'm sure we. Someone say anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! Thank you, Benny. You're welcome. <laughs> Always at the ready with the sound effects. I had no idea he was going to do that. But yes, Benny, we have many anniversaries this week. So, um, of course, Earth Day is a special day. Stephanie, Stephanie and I have the friendiversary. This is actually the seventh year anniversary of Sunny in Seattle, which is crazy. <laughs> and... This week also marks the five-year adoptiversary of Action Jackson, the tabby kitty, um, <laughs> and the one-year adoptiversary of us finding Movi in the desert outside of Mojave and bringing her along on our traveling circus um, and joining our family. So this is very—and my dad's birthday is on Saturday. So there's a lot going on this week. 
I love that. Mm-hmm. Don't play the song again, please, Benny. But let's definitely. <laughs> You're good. Thank you. You're good, though. Stephanie. That was cute. Definitely. We've had enough. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, yes, a lot to celebrate. Yes. So, anyway, I'm glad you're here, Stephanie. I can't imagine anyone else I would rather be sharing the airwaves with for this very meaningful week. Thank you, Sonny. Me too. And happy anniversaries to all those important anniversaries. You know, our relationships with our our animal companions, so important, so powerful, so beautiful, right? It's uh, It flies by, and yet it's so profoundly um, impactful on our lives. Absolutely. And I will say, um, since we have had Movi in our family, um, I have had the privilege of, um, of course, I've had a couple of sessions with you um, in, between, in the last year, but um, one in particular, a very recent one, I say very recent, my gosh, time is flying. I think it was maybe <laughs> December, but um, you brought Movi through and it was so special. Um, it, I just, for anyone out there, if you haven't had a session with somebody like, I mean, Stephanie, of course, is is my favorite for personal intuitive work, but um, there are so many gifted um, folks out there who can help you connect with the animals in your life. And it was just so cool to these were things that I suspected about Bovi that, you know, that we, this is our, not our first lifetime together. Um, and yeah, she is, she is quite the handful. And you even, there was something that you said, it was like, um, <laughs> you were speaking for Movi here and Movi was like, um, yes. And, and when you need quiet, I will not provide that for you. In fact, <laughs> get up and attend to me. And I'm like, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> She has been anything but quiet in her life. So, yeah, you're on your own for that one, uh, exactly. human. But the rest of the stuff I'll do. <laughs> but she really has, you know, as much um, upheaval as a puppy can bring to your life. I see so many ways that she is absolutely meant to be a part of our family and some of the gifts that she has brought us. Um, yeah, it's just funny. Um, but yeah, having that connection through Stephanie to be able to talk to Movi was was really impactful. So thank you, Stephanie. Oh, my pleasure. Uh-huh. Well, so, okay, Earth Day. Um, I would love to start by talking about um, your connection with protecting and honoring the planet. Um, and I'm curious because... When you really started doing the work that you're now doing and being able to connect in to um, the other side of the veil, and most people, I think, maybe I'm generalizing here, at least for me, I'll speak for myself, how about that? I think of connecting to loved ones um, who have transitioned through mediumship or maybe connecting to guides or angels, things like that. I don't always think about connecting with um, the energy of the earth, like the, the, the voice of Gaia. And so I'm curious for you how that even came about. How did you learn that you could connect to that voice or what was that journey like? Let's see. I have, from the time I was very, very young, felt a passionate love for and connection to the planet and all the life that's supported on it. So could, you know, it's come in the form of animals a lot for me. And also I have had very special trees from my childhood. Mm-hmm. 
that I would actually talk with um, and hear, you know, uh, re receive communication from them. Uh, I remember a tree when I, when my family lived in Miami many years ago, that I would stand outside waiting for my carpool and commune with and communicate with this tree and feel like it was wishing me a good day at school. Mm. It was wishing me ease with my, you know, troubled friendships perhaps at the time whatever I had shared from my heart with it I felt held and seen and supported and protected so this has been an always kind of thing with me and probably for a span of time I wasn't as active in my communication with the planet during those years where uh, nobody's really talking about that or doing that uh teenage you know young adults and then just made my way back probably through a series of experiences some of which I'm not even uh, aware of at this time or I don't have memory of but I would say in 2019 I was invited to go to the Amazon rainforest um, by Lynn Twist and her organization called the Pachamama Alliance. Mm -hmm. And they were taking a group of women to basically um, be in sisterhood with the indigenous women of the Ecuadorian Amazon. Mm -hmm. And we were to basically witness and listen to their stories and um, learn learn from them and and hear them and support them in whatever ways occurred to us through that sisterhood connection and that deepened my resolve and my commitment to the planet in some very significant ways some of which are still I'm still unpacking and unfolding um, I there are trees in that area that are truly, truly very sacred trees where the indigenous people go and hold ceremonies and <clears throat> have exchange of energy and receive insight and wisdom. And they, they believe that their ancestors are, are within those trees. And it's uh, for them to take us to, to see these parts of their sacred rainforest and share these sacred trees with us was beyond an honor. And you could, I could feel the, sake, the, the holiness of the, of the land there and how precious and important it is that we all do our part to uh, educate ourselves and to make better choices and to, uh, it can be small steps. In fact, that, those are the lasting changes, the very, very small steps towards a future that we know is possible, that we can take part of and be proud to be moving in that direction. But in terms of my connection with nature, it's been always. And in my channeling work, I sort of figured, why not? <laughs> why wouldn't I include Gaia and trees and animals and all the plants in the transmission of loving divine energy? Because there's there is that connection. There is that power there. We can learn, we can receive, we can grow, we can heal from our connection to our earth. Oh yeah. And there's so much I want to follow up on from what you just said. Um, now for uh, Pachamama Alliance is an organization that, um, I mean, you're still participating in that particular organization, no? Oh yeah. yeah, I will always be a supporter of their work. Yeah. yeah. And so I when I can, when they have in-person gatherings and I can make it, I will go. But that trip to the Amazon was sort of a um a blowing open of my 
commitment to their work. And what specifically do they, is it usually connecting with indigenous people in various locations around the planet or what do they do or what do people need to know about Pachamama Alliance if they want to connect in? Yeah, well, there's so much. And what I would say, I would say go to their website because there's everything on there, pachamama.org. And what they are doing and what they have been doing for a very long time now is they have partnered, truly partnered with the indigenous tribes of um, the Amazon rainforest in Ecuador. Mm. And they have provided, say, legal counsel for them so that these tribes whose land they are... um, it is their land. They are indigenous to it. And of course, they are at high risk of the exploitation of the fossil fuel industry, which is endlessly trying to encroach upon their land and make illegal maneuvers and extract. And there has always there has already been um, horrific poisoning of um, extraction from all the areas around them. Mm-hmm. So Pachamama Alliance has um, provided legal counsel so that these uh, communities can map out their um, their land. They they can actually take that through the court system and prove that this is this is their territory, mm-hmm. and they, therefore they have the rights to protect that and to ensure that nothing uh, is coming, no industry is coming in to extract or exploit their land. So that's been a really important, powerful piece. They also partner with those indigenous communities to for basically what they need. So during times of COVID, they needed additional support, right? They, they have a great industry where they do ecotourism, um, but that during COVID obviously could not be done. So they were needing some financial resources instead of cutting down like trees for balsa wood, which in tough times, they were feeling like they may have to do that. They were able to turn to the Pachamama Alliance to support them in their communities with getting the medicines that they needed for their community members who had COVID and the support that their communities required for um, financial support in that way. So it's, it's endless what they do, but those are just a couple of the important pieces. Oh, that's awesome. And you know, I actually think when I was still living in Petaluma, and you were coming out to California to do, or not, I'm so sorry, this preceded us moving to Petaluma. This was part of our journey to moving there. Sorry, I totally misspoke there. But when we were going to go kind of searching in Northern California to see where we might want to um, set down some roots for a little while, you were coming out to California to do an event with Lynn Twist, or she was hosting you and doing mm-hmm. like a, a, a private channeling event at her home. And um, I thought <laughs> the event was in Petaluma, which is why we made reservations to stop through Petaluma. But in fact, you were doing a Pachamama Alliance, I believe, event at the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Um, yeah. I totally mixed up which event you were doing where, but the whole point being, the whole reason we ended up in Petaluma is because of you, <laughs> because we would not have stopped through there had I not been for me trying to be able to attend your event. I just got the logistics oh. screwed up as to which event was happening where. Anyway, moral of the story. Thanks, it. Stephanie. 
<laughs> I love that. Yes, yeah. we never know where the trail of breadcrumbs will lead us. They had, uh, they called it a global gathering in Petaluma, where all um, all the people who wanted to attend, and there were over a hundred people who came and stayed on site. You're right at the Institute of Noetic Sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, came and learned more about how can we deepen our connection and commitment to the earth. How can we support each other? What can we bring back to our communities? And then at the very end of that event, yes, Lynn Twist, uh, Lynn Twist hosted me at her home to do a private channeling group. So you got it all. It yeah. doesn't matter the order. <laughs> yes, yes. It just it was so funny because when I realized, I was like, oh wait the channeling event I'm attending is not in Petaluma. It's in San Francisco. And we were like, Mm -hmm. well, well, let's just go ahead and keep these reservations in Petaluma. I don't normally make mistakes like that. There's got to be a reason for this. And there was. We fell in love Love with Petaluma. We still do love it. Um, Okay. So one of my other questions was in connecting, as you have been connecting to Gaia and to nature and, you know, whether that's plants, animals, trees, et cetera, do you notice, and I've heard these things from uh, from other sources, but that certain areas of the earth, certain um, particular plants or rock formations or just various natural occurrences, you know, whether that be plants or geography, they have spirits uh, or energies, ethereal energies protecting certain places or there are certain beings associated with certain places or structures or trees. Um, is that, have you found that to be true, that there are unique energies, various places with particular special trees or caves or rocks or things? Sure. Yes, I totally believe that. And I have felt that energetically too. I will say that I probably need to return to the Amazon rainforest because my first trip there was such a intensive five sensory experience that I wasn't as attuned as I would like to be to that, you know, to my sixth sense and to really being in the transmission of that type of energy. I felt it for mm-hmm. sure. It was present, but there's more, there's so much more. Um, and then there's the, like I said, the five sensory, the smells, the sights, the sounds, the taste, the everything. And it's, it's a, it can be a loud place, wonderfully loud, all sorts of animals, birds, noises, you know, and then the sights and what you take in, it's, it's tremendous. But yes, absolutely, there are um, places throughout our planet that are highly charged with beautiful, beautiful, powerful energy. Mm, I love that. Um, and then, so in connecting with Gaia specifically, um, do you notice that there are, that you have seen like themes in the messages that you get or changes over time. Um, How does that, what are the flavors that you usually get when you connect in with Gaia, I guess? So what I'm really present to is, I will call it the urgency. Hmm. And Gaia herself doesn't come through as like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, that, that kind of urgency, though it's unmistakable that there is, um, the time is now. Mm-hmm. We, this is not, let's get prepared and start to plan and then execute it. No, we actually have to be in this moment, conscious, mindful, aware, and intentional about everything. And while that can feel overwhelming, if it's just 
one moment to the next, we can do that. We can, it's very simple in terms of actually all aspects of our, our choices. For example, I needed some new clothes or yeah, I needed some clothes that were in better shape than the ones I was wearing. Mm -hmm. And we have options, of course, to go and buy new clothes, which is, uh, one option that uses a ton of resources. It's actually very um, oftentimes degrading of the earth unless you are conscious about which company you're purchasing from. And then we have the option to buy used clothes. And I had not really explored that much before just because my own personal experience hadn't been that great in thrift stores. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's an online option, probably many, but the one I explored was proved very fruitful for used clothing that it's a huge warehouse and you can pick your size, your brands, your style, whatever you want and purchase that way. And it, it tells you on the website, oh, by buying this pair of shorts, you are reducing this many gallons of water. You are reducing this much toxins that have not been you know, put into the atmosphere from the additional production, things that we can tangibly see. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that was a tangent, actually. <laughs> Well, that, I don't remember what you asked me, oh, no. but there are so many things that we can do that I'm excited to invite all of us to consider. Well, yes. So I will, I can track us back um, because I think there's more on that question um, that I would like to hear from you. But while you're talking about this wonderful online option, the warehouse of used things that sounds like a very good fit, I, I'm interested myself personally, so I imagine listeners would want to know too, what is the website or the company? It's called threadup.com, T-H-R-E-D-U-P. Threadup.com. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. And if you prefer newer clothes, there's a wonderful um, store, online store called Tentree. I don't, have you heard of that, Sunny? No, no I've not heard of either of these. It's like 10 as in the number 10, but you spell it out, T-E-N-T-R-E-E. -E. Every purchase, they plant wait for it, <gasps> 10 trees. <laughs> oh my gosh. And their shipping is all carbon neutral. Um, and so, and their packaging is all compostable paper, not plastic. So, and, and their materials are also sourced from not just sustainable, but that which does not bring harm to the earth. There are no dyes used that are harmful or toxic to the planet. So, and the clothes are lovely, beautiful, comfortable, breathable, lots of great t-shirts and different colors that I bought. They've got, they've got a lot of great stuff. So we're at a time where we don't have to look hard for these alternatives. Yes. And I love that you just brought two, um, uh, two that I hadn't even heard of up for folks to, to take advantage of and really use. So that's, um, thank you. And, yeah. um, so you had said a moment ago that in, in, messages coming through from Gaia that while Gaia is not the one saying urgent, 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 there's, mm. you were saying that there is a feeling of urgency. Um, so I was wondering if you, if there was more you wanted to say around yes. that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, right. That's what comes through when I channel her now is um, a, and it's a, let's call it a, an imploring invitation mm. to shift. Mm -hmm now in this moment and bring others along with us and share it and be part of a collective shift and tune in and listen because we all 
channel earth energy in different ways. Um, the way I do it is very verbal with language, um, but we, we all connect to nature. I have yet to meet a person who says, yeah, I don't really get much from nature. I don't really like, <laughs> right. I don't really like to be outside among the trees and the sky and the clouds and the birds and the animals. We find our restoration there. It's universal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so she's calling us back. She's calling us in, she's calling us home, you know, be in connection with her, be in loving exchange with her, be in reciprocity and balance with her and together, all of us can thrive. Yes. And I love that you mentioned a specific tree. Um, I know you even wrote a blog about that, um, um, several months ago about, um, a, that tree from your childhood that you mentioned. Um, and it's funny because I have had uh, clients and I think, you know, folks know that I love the mystical and very open to, um, you know, things that are happening on the other side of the veil or connection with stuff that's a little bit more um, ethereal than what we're working with in, in 3D form and our human bodies. And so I think some people share with me, they're kind of cautious and they're like, you know, I have this tree that I talk to. I've had more than one client, you know, say this and they're kind of shy or bashful about it. I'm like, are you kidding? Yes, I have trees that I talk to as well. So I think more people have relationship with trees or certain plants or spots in nature. Benny's even nodding over there. Yeah, Benny, yeah. is that you? Yeah, how can you not? Well, I don't I don't know. People are acting like it's embarrassing <laughs> well, just or they crazy shouldn't. Not <laughs> to do that. Come on. <laughs> They're giving you life. You got to give it back. I, exactly. Give some emotional attachment. Give it a hug. Well, so I, yes. I think folks really are feeling this. And, and I think um, I used to talk about when we were in Petaluma, there was a particular, it was a huge oak tree. I can't even imagine how old it was. But it had branches that, that huge branches that came very low to the ground. And so you could kind of climb up and I would lay in the branches and I, it was covered in moss and I just mm. felt it was like a, I would be it was to me, it was the same as, you know, going for coffee with a friend after a run. I would after my run go sit with the tree and just I would breathe right next to it, thinking, you know, that what I was giving the tree in exchange for what I was getting, you know, the, the oxygen uh, carbon dioxide exchange there and the moss and the energy of the tree and the history. And I I just had this feeling like. I think that I was a pioneer in a past life. I feel such a connection to the folks who pushed West in the face of great resistance and opposition and, and it, from nature and from all kinds of, you know, illness and, and hardship that they face. But um, I feel like I knew that tree before because that tree has definitely been there for hundreds of years. Um, and so I think uh, I know that we're not alone in those connections with these beautiful beings, um, trees particularly, that are out there. Um, yeah, and so you had said, I'm just curious, Stephanie, if you have, you'd, you'd said in this blog post some um, suggestions. If someone's feeling a little awkward about it, perhaps, or they, they feel like they want to connect with a tree, but they don't have one yet, how do you um, advise folks to connect with those, those beings? Mm. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing your special post-run tree story. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. <clears throat> and I think we're getting braver as humans to share those types of stories. What's 
what's really true for us about that. And it's always so relieving to hear that we are in company with others. You know, I, I teach others how to channel. And in my, in my channeling groups, this is our natural, normal um, conversation in the, in the groups that I teach. And, and we are bringing in for each other messages from trees around us. Mm-hmm. So it's very affirming to, to recognize that. And so that's sort of like a more, some might consider like an advanced level of connection, but actually there's no hierarchy there. Just go touch one, you know, <laughs> go sit, go stand near one, go find, you know, scan about as you step outside your, your home and see who's calling you, which plants are calling you. It doesn't have to be a tree. It can be a shrub. It can be a flower, it can be anything, anything that's growing, that's nurtured by the earth is, um, is sending signals to us, I believe all the time, inviting us to be in connection with it. And then just go closer and be in proximity to it. See what you see, feel what you feel, sense what you sense. Um, and let, let yourself be nourished because that's what nature does. Nature nourishes us. Yes. And you even, I think, had suggested if you, if it feels appropriate to bring an offering um, of something for the tree. Yes. What I, uh, you'd mentioned in this post, um, water or soil, compost, leaves, a prayer, anything. Um, so Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the reciprocity, right? That's being in exchange, offering something of the earth to nourish that which is nourishing us. I I went to a wedding last weekend and as part of their service, they asked their participants, it was an outdoor wedding in a garden, in in their backyard garden. And they said, please bring with you a feather, a stone, uh, a leaf. And during the ceremony, um, I had the honor of inviting people to imbue that object they brought with their hopes, their dreams, their wishes, their intentions for the couple and then people were invited to bury that into the plants as as seeds really to to grow and nurture this union so there are so many ways to honor nature and to be in exchange with her and your your way is perfect uh, you don't have to do it any one way just just breathe, open your eyes and, and, and connect with your sensory system and you, you will receive. I love what you just shared about the, the wedding that um, you participated in. I think you were co-officiating actually. Um, and, and to bring those objects and imbue them with your hopes, dreams, love for the couple. Wow. That's something that I think I'm going to hold on to that one for future use. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant, right? It's a powerful gesture. And you know, in the Amazon, the indigenous communities, when they do hold ceremony, they always have an offering for their, you know, wherever they're gathering to to the earth, basically, to to show you give us so much. Here we are, you know, we we are humbling ourselves before you, offering also to you as you give to us. Yes. Mm. Um, well, I'm looking at our time and weird. Would you like to take any callers or do you want to continue our conversation on Gaia today? I totally up to you, Stephanie. What are you feeling? Mm, I'm feeling Gaia. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, so on that note, um, and also, well, before we leave the, the um, tree conversation completely behind, 
Um, there were a couple of resources, I think, books that you recommended um, that were tree books. And I am curious, um, I'll just mention them both. Uh, one of them is called Like a Tree, How Trees, Women, and Tree People Can Save the Planet by Dr. Uh, is, it, is it Jean Shinoda Bolin? Yes. Uh, yes. And then The Hidden Life of Trees, What They Feel, How They Communicate by Peter Wolobin. Um Yeah. And I just, are there any fun facts that you want to share? Because I was curious when I read those titles, um, you know, what what we might not know about trees that would make them even more special? Well, um, in terms of the forest, which we often, most of us don't know many details about the forest, but there is an entire interconnection yeah. under the soil that we cannot see of um, thread-like structures that come from, you know, we would call them like the tree's roots, but they're really, really thin mm -hmm. thread structures. And trees actually use that to communicate with each other they send each other signals of warning um they they actually have um <laughs> it's unbelievably magical how they can warn each other of pests let's say for example if there's an infestation that one tree or a group of trees is experiencing it will send signals in some ways to its neighboring trees that send signals to its neighboring trees. And then they produce kind of the antidote to that. So it might be a chemical to protect themselves that they put in their bark, or um, they also nourish each other when there is a sick tree mm -hmm. that is, or a very young tree that's growing in a community of trees and it needs more nourishment. It will, the mother tree or the grandmother tree or the older tree will send sugars and nourishment through those connections, the mycelium, to, to nourish each other. So they are communal in that way. They take care of each other. They protect each other. They communicate. It's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That, that was exactly what I was looking for because I had never heard either of those two facts about trees. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I love a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, okay, so on connecting with Gaia, of course, um, I know there is, thank goodness, you know, always the research, the, the scientific evidence comes after what ancients and indigenous peoples have known for millennia about the power of, of for example, trees or other plants and, and animals. Um, but now we have a really large growing body of research on the actual biological, physiological effects of nature on our being. Stress levels are the stress hormones or um, just various bodily systems that respond well to us being in nature and help balance us. So we have that on the, you know, kind of 3D level. I am curious for you, Stephanie, um, well, I'll just ask these I'll ask one at a time. When you connect in with nature, how does that affect your intuitive abilities, if at all? It enhances them without question. <clears throat> nature for me is a recalibration of my nervous system. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to channel, I have to have a very settled nervous system. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't be in a stressful mindset or uh, distracted in any ways in order for me to really clearly attune to what divine energy 
wishes to come through. Mm -hmm. And the way I reset most efficiently and effectively is I step outside. Now I go to my garden. That's been, I never thought I would be, um, one of those people <laughs> who talks about their garden, but I can't stop talking about my garden. And when I go outside there, it's just in my backyard. It's a very small space, but we have really intentionally planted a lot of pollinator friendly plants. So it's filled with butterflies every day. I'm not mm -hmm. exaggerating. There are bees, there are um, dragonflies, there's it's all these you know and birds i have bird feeders out there and then i have my fruiting plants uh and i have my uh there's other greenery around and as soon as i lay my eyes on it i am instantly settled i feel part of something beautiful part of a tapestry of life that is carefully woven together and I always go out there barefoot mm. because I believe that, you know, it's called earthing when you connect directly, you know, your skin to the earth in that way, to the soles of your feet, drawing up energy that settles and nourishes me and allowing that which is tense or chaotic to drain out. Yes. And I will say there's even, you made me remember, um, there's even some research that Let's say that you are in a very, very busy urban setting that doesn't have a lot of green space. Even looking at photographs of nature has a positive effect on our system. Now, of course, skin to soil, skin to bark, being in the presence, breathing it all in with the five senses, if that's available, I think that's preferable. But even just looking at pictures of nature has positive effects on us, which just blows my mind. You're absolutely right. And I recently went to a doctor's visit where that was their technique. Really? <laughs> they showed, yeah, they showed nature scenes on this big screen so that you could move through whatever the process and procedure was with a minimum of stress. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. See, now that we've got, I, I love that it's um, filtering into the mainstream, especially into mainstream medicine. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so when you are connecting energetically with the earth, how, I'm just curious for you, how much time does it take for you to feel those effects? Just, I think as a rule of thumb, I'm asking for myself, I'm curious. Yeah. So I have to really schedule it because it can take up to three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's really, it's, that's my point. It's instantaneous. And this, it's not just me, um, because this, it's, it's the shift in energy. And we can feel an energetic shift literally just crossing from the threshold of our home into an, an outside space or from our car or from a, a store or anything. So if we're, if we're paying attention, right, if we're, if we're really kind of awake to that. So it might take others longer because we are also working with the overactive mind. Yeah. And so, and my, my mind as well can be really spinning. For example, this morning I was walking one of my dogs and I was, I was feeling despair about mm -hmm. the state of the planet. I feel this on a daily basis. A lot of us do. And I was allowing, I suppose, my mind to track down that familiar place of, um, gosh, it's, it's so big. The challenges are so great. It does, does this really make a difference? You know, just all the questioning. And then 
um, I, I saw a dragonfly literally face planted on the sidewalk. I almost stepped on her. And so I stopped and I stooped down and I spoke with her and I was like, this doesn't look very comfortable, sweets. What's, what's up here? <laughs> She's like, uh, she, she communicated that no, this was not her preferred spot, but she couldn't seem to get her face out of the sidewalk. So I offered her my thumb she climbed upon it. I walked her home. I brought her to my garden. We sat together with her on my thumb for 20 minutes. Um, and she was content, but I had clients to see. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked around. I found a plant um, that I wanted to transfer her to that would kind of protect her a little bit more from, I guess she was resting or recalibrating in some way. And in my efforts to transfer her to the plant, she, she decided the heck with this, I'm out of here. And she flew away. But what a sacred time that was for me. And it can take, it took me a while to get out of my head of the despair and the overwhelm. And then the universe was, you know, presented this small being that I would have missed because it is so small. And instantaneously, I come back to, to center. I come back to um, the connection of life by, by noticing the small. I do this with worms as well. I know this is not going to be everybody's jam. But when I see worms on the sidewalk in my neighborhood, um, it's very hot here. And they dry out very quickly. And I know they're trying to move themselves from one place to another. I will pick up the worm and move it into a dark, soily tight place um, and wipe off the slime because you do get a little bit on your fingers. <laughs> but a worm, like if we can just attune and, and pay attention to that, which is small, it won't take us any time at all to feel the replenishment uh, of the energy that is there for us in the natural world. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's weird with the worms at all. I do the same thing. And it actually being in Seattle, because there's so often, uh, you know, rain, they often end up coming up and out of the soil and washing across the sidewalk or the, the trails that I walk. And it makes it for a much longer walk when you're having to get multiple worms on any given nature walk or run in the morning. Are you a worm mover too, Sunny? Oh, are you kidding? Yes. Oh, yay. See, this is not... <laughs> And I wonder about Benny, if, if this is where he draws the line or if he's going to. Oh, no. Um, huh. oh. When you said worm, it brought me up uh, from Sesame Street, Slimer, the oh. little the yeah. little inchworm. Oh, Remember yeah. Oscar the Grouch's yes. little guy? Yes. That's yes. what brought memory to me. So um, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just really need to be making this more in the mainstream conversation. There and I go. believe we've just accomplished that. Yes. And so, yes, worm movers unite. <laughs> tree huggers unite <laughs> and dragonfly lovers unite and let's do this <laughs> absolutely oh my goodness and the uh, you know with the worms every once in a while you know there are just so many on a path that I'm on just because the rain has they've all come up and out I'm like for the ones that I know that I wasn't able to get to or the ones that got stepped on before I got there I always just tell myself this will be lunch for a cute little bird who needed this, maybe needed a little extra help in finding something. And here it is available. Yes. So <laughs> yes. go somewhere It is good. the fast food version, but much healthier. <laughs> yes. Extra, extra little pick me up for the day. Right? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, okay. So um, I want to make sure before, I know we're getting kind of close to the end of our time together. So I wanted to just quickly talk about, or not necessarily quickly, but to make sure that we talked about some of your offerings right now, 
Um, and I know you've got a channeling for charity coming up next week on Wednesday, April 28th. Um, I think that'll be 4.30 to 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, so, and I know you also have a soul community, Stephanie. So I don't know if you want to mention any of the things that you've got going on, if people want to connect with you a little bit deeper. Sure. Yes. The channeling for charity, excuse me, is for an organization called kindness matters. And a dear friend of mine is the founder of that. So I basically, all all the money, all the proceeds go directly to charity and everybody is guaranteed a personal channeled message. So that's great fun. Mm-hmm. I do these for other organizations too. I've done them for the Pachamama Alliance. I do them for an organization called Tree Sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, that is treesisters.org. And Tree Sisters is, as the name implies, planting trees in um, specific strategic areas of the globe where they will grow the fastest, do the most efficient and effective drawdown of carbon. And they are um, they're they're brilliant in the way we be, they approach the planting because what I have learned recently, which I really didn't understand before, is that the idea isn't just to like plant trees willy-nilly everywhere because we don't want monoculture. We don't want one specific type or species of tree in an entire forest. Forests are varied. There are multiple species and that's how they can um, replenish the land and nourish the animals and, and re- regenerate and, and produce the most healthy soil. When we go to monoculture or planting only one type, we're actually depleting mm. and we don't have the variability of the different life forms that are meant to be sustained. So Tree Sisters is really brilliant in that they find the communities where, like say in the tropics, where you can plant these mangroves and they grow very quickly mm-hmm. and they find the women and mm-hmm. employ them they pay these women in villagers who are living there on site to protect the trees because as you know trees are very vulnerable until they're much bigger and really have a strong root system and a big trunk etc and so for the time that they are sapling seedling saplings and growing um, these women take care of and protect them and tend to them. So they're grove tenders. And this is, a, this is what's necessary to do effective um, tree planting. And so I didn't know that. So it's a little bit of information that I wasn't actually aware of Me until. Me neither. Yeah, in the last year or so. There's a lot of technology out now where like they can use drones to like spit out a bunch of seeds to plant trees. But again, um, if it's if it's one type, that's actually not helpful and oh. not healthy for our planet. So I so I do the channeling for charity events, and then yes, I I teach classes in an ongoing way. Um, I love to teach people how to channel. Channeling is simply connecting to divine energy, to divine insight and wisdom, and that exists within us. It is not something that is only outside of us. And so learning to trust the inner wisdom and our inner voice of wisdom that we have, that also automatically connects us to the natural world because there is just non-separation there. So it's very common in my, you know, channeling classes where I spend quite a bit of time teaching us how to channel trees, how to channel earth, how to tap into animal energy. Um, It is the highest vibrational energy that we can access. Yes. And I will just, I can speak now with personal experience because I think um, I just, um, we're in going into week three 
of your Learn to Channel course that I am taking and so excited to be in. Um, so after having known you all these years, this is the first time I've actually learned from you in a really mm. concentrated way. And oh my goodness, it is so much fun. And I am learning so much. We're working with Pendulum right now, which is a, a tool that I have had but never really connected with on a regular basis. And so this has been, just been so much fun. So anyway, I can speak to Stephanie's teaching in addition to her channeling abilities. And it is definitely worth learning with Stephanie. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Sunny. I appreciate that so much. It's a blast having you in that class. So yeah. much fun. We got a good group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Well, so um, in order to uh, connect with, if you want to do the Channeling for Charity event that she's got going on, that's next week, April 28th. Um, I think it's 4.30 to 6 Pacific. Um, you can go to Stephanie's website, which is soulinsight.com, soulinsight.com. Um, and then I think that also is where you can find upcoming classes to uh, participate in. Um, anything else you want to mention about offering, Stephanie? Yeah, well, just because you mentioned Soul Community, so that is a weekly gathering um, of, of women. Um, it's not limited only to women. It just happens to be at this point in time. And we explore all things spiritual there, too. I do channeling. Um, we channel for each other. I teach techniques and tools. It's kind of like an ongoing weekly supportive network where we do lots of magic and healing. Wonderful. Okay. So, um, again, to find out more about that, Soul Insight. Um, so Stephanie, we've got just about two minutes left, maybe. Yeah, two or three minutes. Um, what have we not covered today? Because I can certainly draw from my outline. But um, is there anything that we haven't talked about or touched on related to Earth Day and Gaia that we want to? I would love to extend an invitation to all of us to just um, move ourselves more frequently in the outside world in the natural world just just get out there where you can even if you're not in a place where you can easily access trees and, and nature the outside also is very beneficial you have wind you have sky you have sun you have clouds you have a lot that is there to support you in your journey and it really can help to get us out of our headspace which can quite easily turn on us, <laughs> yep. turn toxic, um, certainly chaotic, and come back to the part that we play, which as Lynn Twist says, we all have a part to play in the regeneration of our planet. It's not a big part, and it's not a small part. It's just our part. Mm, that is beautiful. Um, what do you see your part? I know that's a big question for a minute left, Stephanie, but what do you see as your part, if you can summarize? Ooh. Yeah. Well, I would argue with Lynn and say, mine does feel big. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, my part is to stay awake, notice the dragonflies, mm. pick up the worms, um, be, be in love every day with some aspect of the natural world. That's, that's my part. And bring others, invite others into that, the joy, love, and delight that I experience of it. Yeah, I get that. You have a very magnetic pull in that direction. And I think watching how you respond to and honor the earth and also just even making folks aware of resources that they weren't like three or four organizations and websites that you mentioned here today. 
um, yeah, I see that, Stephanie. You're drawing in. You've got a vortex around that. You're drawing folks in and helping open eyes and hearts and connecting people with what they can do as whatever their part is, big or small. Oh, thank you. absolutely, Stephanie. Um, thank you so much for returning to Sunny in Seattle on this very special edition, which is Earth Day and a number of other fun anniversaries, adoptiversaries, friendiversaries, etc. Um, I have been speaking with Stephanie Banks. Uh, her website is soulinsight.com. That is soulinsight.com. Um, Stephanie, thank you again. Thank you, Sunny. You're spectacular. Oh, no, I feel the same about you and Benny as well. Thanks, Benny, for running the board. You're welcome. Um, Thanks, Benny. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks from all. Um, You have been listening to Sunny in Seattle. I am your host, Sunny Joy, signing off.